Our scripture this morning is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, my beloved. With you I am well pleased. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today we celebrate and remember the baptism of the Lord. And I have a confession to make. Sometimes, not often, but sometimes I don't tell the entire truth. I'm guilty. Particularly around conversations that invite me into the past with these three words. Do you remember? You know how these conversations can go. Do you remember when, and you're thinking, and they're giving you all these details, and you're like, nope, I don't remember. And so they begin to give more details. And you think some more and say, no, still don't remember. And that person goes, yes, you do remember, and gives you more details. And then you go, oh, yeah, I remember knowing you have no clue what they're talking about. Just to move the conversation along. I am guilty of that. If I have done that to you, I apologize right now. I do this to my daughter all the time. Her brain is 14. My brain is not. So her memory is a lot longer than mine. So the word remember is defined as bringing your mind to an awareness of someone or something that you have seen, known, or experienced in the past. It is also used to emphasize the importance of what is asserted. So through this passage and on this day, you are being called to remember who you are through the baptism of the Lord. See, I understand some of you in this space are, have not been baptized. I also understand that some of you are able to remember your baptism like I am. 
also understand that some of you in this space are unsure of what it means to remember who you are through your baptism. If you do not remember, if you have never been baptized, regardless of where you are in emphasizing the importance of baptism, this celebration is for all of us today. Human history has conferred a new hope in humanity. See, today's lectionary passage is an invitation to experience the fulfillment of an Old Testament prophecy. The Gospel of Matthew, clearly from verse 1, is a record of the traditional genealogy of Jesus the Messiah. The Gospel of John says the be- in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Luke is writing a letter to Theophilus as an eyewitness of the ministry and murder of Jesus Christ. But the Gospel of Mark is inviting us into this passage in verse 1 by saying the beginning of the good news is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. No genealogy, just a statement that we know that the good news is in the Son of Jesus Christ. Christ. There is clearly an expectation of the readers and the hearers of this gospel that they already know the players in these passages. They already know the characters. There's no explanation. There is an expectation that you already know what's about to take place. See, this passage is a dramatic scene with John being abruptly introduced, appearing from out of the wilderness, baptizing in the River Jordan, clothed in camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and honey, and he was humble. See, this is the moment in my mind when the gospel continues to come to life That is good news and evident for us today. It is down to earth. It is fresh. It is tactile. It is organic. And it even continues to express that water is not only the sustainer of our physical life, but our spiritual life as well. See, I have found through my global travels and local and national church service and experience that we want to tame the gospel and make the present holy instead of keeping the gospel holy and taming the present. See, John, as the precursor of the Messiah, is proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And baptisms were not distinctive to John. They were an Old Testament practice, a ritual of cleansings. So this good news message from a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins would have been understood. John was popular. He proved to be so popular that Herod Antipas found it necessary to arrest And execute him. Regardless of if you are the baptizer or the baptized. There is a cross to bear. 
We are being called to remember who we are. We are being called to remember that the sacrament and ritual of baptism through God's grace is inviting God to invade our lives. We see all the pretty pictures of baptisms on Facebook, the long gowns, the joyous occasion. But as parents, you're inviting the Holy Spirit to invade your children's lives. And you are leading and guiding them through this journey. See, for the gospel of Mark, the good news of Jesus Christ began with John the baptizer. John knew that there was one coming who was more powerful than he. The first prophetic motif in verses 4 through 8 lead us into the fulfillment of this prophecy when we witness Jesus Christ being baptized. See, yet there are so many questions that are on earth in verses 9 through 11. Why would Jesus, a man who knew no sin, need to be baptized by John? See, people don't like to talk about this. Was this the moment of Jesus calling and the birth of his messianic consciousness? Was this the moment when Jesus receives clarification and confirmation of his person and his ministry? Was this the scene to reveal him to John and Jesus to Israel? What did this event mean to John? We do not know. But we do know that the true identity of Jesus is concealed from the characters of the story, but not from us as the readers and the hearers. We know who he is, they do not. These questions have dominated Christian reflection on the baptism of the Lord, and they remain full of promise. Because most likely it did signal the beginning of Christ's ministry. Jesus Christ, as a Jewish man, was sent to do the whole will of God. From his circumcision, to his baptism, to his crucifixion. He was made to be sin for us, and he knew no sin. Last night, I was having a conversation with Kira, and um, she had been out all day, and as parents, we know conversations really are to determine, did you really do what you said you were going to do during the day? So we're talking And I say to her, tomorrow is the baptism of the Lord. She said, okay. I said, so I have a question for you. If you were to preach on the baptism of the Lord, where would you focus? And she did not miss a beat. She said on those who have not been baptized. So here I am in front of you, 
whether you have been baptized or not, wanting to share with you this dramatic scene of Jesus coming out of the water, witnessing the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And then a voice coming from heaven saying, you are my son, beloved, with you I am well pleased. See, John baptized with water, but Christ with water and the Holy Spirit John baptized with the body only. Christ baptizes the soul. You are being called to remember who you are. See, John is coming out of this wilderness, which represents a place of despair while proclaiming the good news. Jesus comes from a town where in the gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 46, Nathaniel asks Philip, can anything good come from Nazareth? See, this message of baptism offers hope to the neglected, hope to the oppressed, hope to those who feel forgotten. It is the hope of the baptism of the Lord that we are able to move forward as humanity. See, the church has claimed that Jesus underwent baptism so that we might commune with him in baptism and share his empowerment by the Spirit because of God's grace. See, if our baptism involves a participation in Jesus' baptism, and if Jesus is called the beloved by a voice from heaven, you, me, we are the beloved as well. We are called to be inspired and to acknowledge that Jesus as the Son of God we are called to take that love and take pleasure in him. We are being called to remember who we are. You are not only a child of God. You are a child of God created to do good works. You are a child of God created for a miracle. You are a child of God created to be a difference maker. You are a child of God created to spread the good news and emphasize the importance of who we are as children of God. Through God's sanctifying grace, our baptism carries us into the work of discipleship and transforms us into God's beloved children. It is our outward commitment to leading a transformed life. It is our outward commitment for our children to journey with them as they grow to lead a transformed life. We experience the divine approval of Jesus Christ in the gospel of Mark in the first 11 verses. And so like so much of the scriptures, this gives us a moment to taste and see and hear the goodness of the Lord. You are called to remember who you are. This figure of John the Baptist situates Jesus in the past, present, and future 
of God's activity. And we sitting here are the recipients of God's activity in the world. The baptism of the Lord was and continues to be a new hope for humanity. And this lectionary passage comes at the perfect time. Not because of what's happening politically, not because of what's happening in our communities, but what's because of what has happened with us after New Year's. New resolutions, new ideas, new goals, a renewed sense of accomplishment, and hopeful expectation. Don't let New Year's be your renewed sense of accomplishment and hopeful expectation. Let your baptism and knowing what it means to be baptized, to be that place of renewal and hope and expectation. The Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove, and it stresses God's sanctifying grace. Jesus did not receive the Spirit in order to privately use its spiritual benefits, but rather in order to pass it along, to pass the Spirit along to us. And so, remember who you are in Christ. Through the baptism of the Lord, remember who you are in Christ through your own baptism. You may not remember the day, but you know you are baptized. Remember who you are in Christ. And if you have never been baptized, it is not too late. So as you remember who you are in the Lord, remember to always move forward, serving, giving, praying, forgiving, and following our God. Remember who you are. Remember. Let us pray. Gracious God, we, we thank you for just life and grace and love and joy and wisdom. We thank you for reminding us who we are called to be in you. Not just because we said yes. Because we outwardly showed through our children and through our life that we are called by you and through you. God, use us for your glory. And thank you for your word. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen.